Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Hello and welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, a humble human on a mission to help you achieve and receive the best hair skin and nails of your life using my background since 2011 as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist and having performed over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures i bring the best of many worlds including the worlds of home care in clinic and also the research behind what truly can help slow aging looking at some of my research on oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin. In the School of Radiance podcast, we explore many things beyond just the superficial to help you glow from the inside out and become your most radiant version. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode. I'm your host, Humble Human on a Mission, here to help you achieve and receive the best hair, skin, and nails of your life, and of course, slow cellular aging and become your most radiant version. In today's episode, we are discussing the importance of beauty, of course, the ritual of beauty, slowing aging, self-love communication with ourselves and also others. We have a beautiful absolutely radiant guest joining us today. We have Julie Piat joining us, aka Sri Mati. She's a mystical mother, musician, artist, chef, author, and healer who has lived her life immersed in devotion and expansive creativity. Through embracing a plant-based diet and deep meditation practice, Julie healed herself of a large cyst in her neck, which doctors diagnosed as incurable. This experience gave her an intimate connection with food, and proved to her the miraculous ability of the body to heal itself when supported with pure whole living foods and a connection to the soul. She shares her wisdom from a multitude of life events that she has experienced as processes of alchemical transformation in her member-based community, Water Tiger. Acting as a spiritual guide, Julie uses Water Tiger as a devotional offering to remind others of their own spiritual nature. Her raw vulnerability and direct candor in sharing her own life experience is a warm invitation for us to embrace our own life experiences with a divine perspective of unconditional love. Her internationally acclaimed podcast, For the Life of Me, 
is another platform where she offers musings in her approach to find our purpose, conscious parenting, food as medicine, what it means to live a life of devotion, and how to experience deep intimacy in relationships along with her transcendent healing and soothing music. Julia has created over 500 plant-based recipes inspired by cooking for her husband and four children. Many of these inspiring family recipes are featured in her three best-selling cookbooks, The Plant Power Way, The Plant Power Way, Italia, oh, I do love Italian, and This Cheese is Nuts. Now her sacred offering of healing for our world, Shrimu, Do Life, Not Cheese, Julia adorns the mantle of cheese on yen with pure intentions and powerful dedication to offer all of us a more beautiful life. She is a powerful living example of how to love ourselves more so that we can live our unique design in full, expansive self-expression. When we live in this frequency, we bless all life around us. Welcome, 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 Julie, to the show. How are you today? I'm well, Rachel. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. All right. So the unlimited dollar question that I love to ask everyone when they come on the show here. What is radiance to you? Ah, such a beautiful question. Um, Radiance to me is being connected into uh, aspects of the life force that is animating all life. Uh, And I really found this deeply uh, inside my yoga practice where I would access states of the witness or of a a radiant energy starting to to activate in waves. So I've often said this sort of perspective in regards to yoga and that, you know, practicing yoga is the difference between being alive or dead. Like it, it literally activates an energetic current in not only physical ways, but spiritual ways and, uh, and in thinning the veil between the human body and the, and the natural ecosystem or this mother earth of which we are a part. Um, and so for me, the radiance is tapping into that, that quality. Um, and that is really the source of, of, of all, all life for me. I'm curious when you say go to events or host events yourself, what allows you to notice a fellow radiant human? What are some of the common aspects that you see or maybe even that you recognize? Again, it would be so. So as we start to cultivate this communion with the the forces that are unseen or the energy that is not in a physical form, Um, It creates a state of radiance in and of itself. It it creates an energy field or let's say, um, yeah, like a light field. One of the main teachings in my offerings as a spiritual mentor um, and guide uh, in Water Tiger is uh, that we are not just the human body, that we have energetic bodies. And so part of our opportunity as luminaries or as light color energy beings, which is who we are, is to remember that, to know that, to cultivate that. So I teach um, practices that remind people how to uh, remember that about them 
and this uh, sort of visualization or meditations of activating those in the morning when you wake up in the night before you go to bed, they're kind of like brushing your teeth. It's, it's taking responsibility for who you are. So when you're in touch with that sort of expansion of life, uh, you will uh, attract it, see it, recognize it and magnetize it in others. And so I would say it's not something that I look for or I see. It's more of a it's a state of beingness. And when you're in a state of beingness, you will uh, you will experience that in the other. I love that. I love this. This is absolutely something that I have been experiencing firsthand more and more. It's like the more we step into this beautiful radiant light energy, just like, boom, you meet this person, boom, you meet this person. And I just spoke at a conference and I was talking about radiance and it's, it's achieved in my opinion through purification of air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, regular detoxing, positive emotional states, all that. And, and of course, a lot more. And then I said in the talk, when we practice these things, you're going to have the right people show up at the right time. And then after I gave the talk, I had two lovely other women come up to me and they both live in Jupiter too. It's like, what are the chances I'm at this event of 3000 people, all these two lovely, beautiful women come up to me. They're like, hey, yeah, I'm in Florida. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just moved. And I'm like, oh, where are you from? Jupiter. What are mm -hmm. the chances, right? So it's, it just, it, when you're in this energy, it just seems to happen more and more. And then it just starts being funny because it <laughs> happens all the time. It's this like attracts like energy. So the, the greater and higher the energy we are in, the greater and higher the energy we are in the presence of others as well, because that's simply what we attract. And it's, it is like this remembering. It's like this recognition as well. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool feeling. Definitely. Definitely. We see, we see um, synchronicity uh, increase. So, and maybe like, I don't, I'm sure you, what you're describing is maybe five years ago or seven years ago, it'd be like, wow, that's really strange. Like, like you would be thinking of someone and then they would call, right? But now I'm having full conversations with someone and then they call and answer. It, it's like we're communicating on in a completely different place. Are you having that experience? Oh gosh, you know, dream time too, right? <laughs> it's like pulling the double shifts. It's like you're connecting with these people in your dreams if we're really going to go deep. And, uh, you know, I, I had a really interesting dream last night and I do like to keep dream journals because sometimes there's some messages that are just for you or that, you know, you can relay or, or symbols and all, all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's interesting when it's happening in, you know, the physical 3d reality. And then it's also interesting when it's happening in your dream state, your theoric and all of that. So there's, there's so many different layers to radiance. It's like when you, first start studying or thinking about radiance, oftentimes people are going to think long hair, clear skin, you know, healthy nails, but it's so much more than that. It's our words. It's the energy. It's the communication. It's the intention so much. So I absolutely love that you're, that you're teaching this because this is really what I study. So if we're going to study you for a hot second and put you on the hot seat, Julie, I'd love to ask you a couple of things that you're doing in your life. Because when I see you, you shared before I started inter the interview, you're 61 years old, you look like you're 50, you have this 
be just beautiful, feminine, calm, gorgeous, radiant presence. So I'd love for you to share with everybody, how can we cultivate radiance? What are some of your top tips? What have you noticed radiance doing in your life to say, slow your aging, if you're to compare yourself, you know, in a loving way to people that are, you know, 61 as well? What are some of the differences you see in your hair, skin and nails, your energy? Uh, And then what have you seen shift in your journey to promote that? Yeah, well, I mean, for me, it all starts with um, the relationship with yourself. And so I think that it's, you know, it's important to understand and recognize that each one of us are completely unique life forms. So there isn't like one prescription and, it, and, and usually what happens or, you know, what happens rampantly in human uh, collective is uh, it's intellectually based. So people are running around, you know, exploring science and saying, you know, well, this is the new thing and this is the thing that works and this is the protocol and this is whatever it is. And now that I've been here, you know, a few years, um, maybe a few years longer than maybe some of you listening to this podcast. Um, the one thing that I have had to recognize in myself is my level of softness and sensitivity. And I want to say as a sensitive being that is, uh, that feels many things. Um, I have a, a, a friend who's highly athletic, who can do things with her body that if I do those things, I'm going to be sick. Like it's literally going to make me sick. If I jump in a cold plunge, I will get the flu. That is not a prescription for me. It is a prescription for my husband. It's medicine for him. He's, he, he just benefits so much from it. So I think the first thing that I've learned, and I just had my spine x-rayed uh, by a gifted back healer. I went up to support my husband and we were talking and he said, Julie, let's just look at, let's look at you since you're here. And my spine, you know, uh, as you know, lovingly is in amazing shape. And the reason is because I didn't pound the crap out of it. I didn't pound the shit out of it. You know, it's like, for me, it's gentle, um, very specific actions, usually the middle path, usually not on an extreme and cultivating the yoga practice, not as a competition. And, you know, I'm gifted because I'm not that bendy. Like I had to really practice to gain like four inches. I'm not going to just, you know, go into the splits, even after being a teacher and teaching yoga all these years. But what I am is I'm healthy in my own form. I know how to activate light in my body. And when I teach yoga, I just was in Tuscany. Um, I was teaching on my husband and my um, uh, retreat there that we do every summer, I mean, every spring. And I was facilitating about 50 people through this process of all different levels. And the way that I teach yoga is about activating light in your body. That's all it is. It's not about achieving this or being able to do an Ashtanga series or being able to be a contortionist or an acrobatic. It's about getting more life force in your body. So um, I would say, first of all, I chose really good genes as a soul when I chose who I was going to incarnate into. So I have a history of a a very longevity in my life. My grandparents lived into their 96, 97. My dad lived to 92. My mom will be 96. 
Um, but even within those genes, uh, the choices that you make affect the quality of life. So, um, you know, uh, these choices to practice yoga, the choices to eat a plant, a predominantly plant-based lifestyle, um, and also to engage in the principles of Ayurveda, which, you know, you read in my bio that I, I had this gigantic golf ball cyst in the front of my neck. And I just had been here enough years that I didn't trust the surgeons. And um, I had had a botched tonsillectomy as an adult when my oldest was a year and a half. And I lost my taste buds for a year. And, you know, now as a singer, I have to maneuver around scar tissue, like, you know, in my throat. So, and it, it was just that moment. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And so I entered into this relationship with an Ayurvedic physician and I had to drink really smelly herbs every night. And I had to put some really, you know, some mud on my neck every night. Um, but I, I did it and my body healed herself after about a year and it was about 18 months all the way, but I could see it start going down. And then I had hundreds of pus, uh, like blemishes on my face with just watery stuff coming out of them. And it was because it was coming out. Um, but this was something that the surgeon said was impossible to heal it naturally. They were like, there is no way it's fused between two bones. You know, you will not heal it. And then I entered into this communion with the body and the body heals, healed itself. So I think for me, it's all about relationship with the body and understanding that you are the universe of your own divine mechanism. And nobody can tell you what is appropriate for you. You have to listen to her. You have to know her. You have to love her. You have to um, uh, speak to her in a loving way, in gratitude, and really recognize that, that this is a sacred privilege. And it doesn't matter what size or color or shape or gender you are. Uh, if you're alive and you're breathing during this time on planet Earth, you're in a sacred vessel, a sacred uh, body of technology, of divine technology. And, and so what you put in your mouth or what you watch or how you treat her um, is very, very important. Yes, absolutely. And so you mentioned a couple of key things. And this, this is something that I've been studying in a lot of my really high vibe, highly radiant clients since 2011, this, the subset of client subset of clients that I, that I see that are aged 60 to 90, that I actually wrote a book on unlocking your vitality. And they all have body, mind, spirit, energy practices, mm -hmm. and they all do something in regards to flexibility and stability, usually yoga, Qigong, things like that. Some type of light, type of cardiovascular training. So not too much to elicit too much oxidative stress, which was the big difference between your, yourself and your friend you spoke to that does, you know, all these different beautiful activities with her body, her, her genes are very likely set up to be able to handle that oxidative stress status. And for you, and also I've done epigenetics uh, biohacking testing to tell me that really high intensity car cardio is actually not great for my body. However, some is good, right? Like maybe do longer walks, longer hikes. 
and then some type of strength and conditioning, some type of weight bearing exercise, but not too much, not too little, that, that middle ground. Um, I did want to make a comment here because this is worthwhile talking about when you're talking about softening and getting into, you know, our divine feminine and the contrast between yourself and also your partner. I really struggled with this for a really long time. And uh, being previously with a pro athlete, they did a ton of cold plunges. So what did I do to kind of like fit in and have fun and do things together? I was doing just a ton of cold plunges. And what that was actually doing, it was perpetuating a hypermasculine state. Mm -hmm. And I actually met with one of my TCM, traditional Chinese medicine guys. And he said to me, don't do that as much. Make sure you're balancing the hot and the cold. And in the health optimization biohacking world, cold plunges, cryotherapy is hailed, but it's actually not always the best for women because it will put you in that fight or flight state where women are meant to be a little bit more softer. We're not meant to be in survival mode. That's going to mess with our hormones in a huge way. A movement, doing the right movement that feels good for you and you know, almost every day is excellent. And like you said before, personalized living. So a diet for you or someone else or for myself is likely going to look very different. So being personalized with it and really intuiting what your body wants to eat at a certain time. I did actually follow a um, plant-based diet for about six months, yoga every single day. At that time, that's what my body needed. And I was actually powerfully manifesting some things at that point. So that's just what my body told me it needed. And then I go to the gym and pick up some weights, you know, was very weak, but there could be cycles in your life where um, different eating could be suitable for whatever your physicality is going through. And then I did carnivore for a little bit, right? But when you can test instead of guess what type of foods your body wants, as well as then add that layer of intuition with what your body wants to be fueled with at that time is, is a really good little tip to share. Do you have anything to add to that comment on cold plunges, movement, personalized living, anything that came up? Well, you're the first person besides me that has had a different um, perspective on it. So it's interesting. You know, not only women, uh, one of my children is very, very thin, very wiry. It's just not good for everyone. It's, it's, it's this type of thing. It's like when we, when plant-based came out and of course, you know, I've seen uh, people's health rejuvenate in two or three weeks times eating organic plants. I mean, it, 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 it is a thing. Um, All I eat is organic vegetables. Like I'm, right. I'm not going to sacrifice that. And yet, you know, we, we lose our common sense. I think when we're looking for these trends, you know, or we're just, you know, we just want someone to, to give us the magic wand and make it so and solve it for us. Cause you know, I imagine, I mean, I'm, I imagine if you only ate kale, like if you said, oh, kale is good. And then you own, only ate kale for like a month, you'd probably get sick. That's, you know, it's like, just come on people. Like, you know, mother nature makes a whole plethora of beautiful, beautiful foods. You know, of course we know local if you can um, and organic and the way that you make it. Um, and then, you know, we do have this industrialized animal terror, uh, you know, annihilation, you know, genocide that's happening on the planet. Um, and some people will require to eat some meat. So, you know, we have to understand that 
everything we choose to interact with, we have given our consent to it. And so it's up to us to take the self-responsibility. So me, I don't call myself a vegan. I don't like isms or, or belief systems or because they create a separation between you and me. And I'm a living fluid organism. So I always say, if I wake up and if my body needs a piece of meat, I'll go find a, a hunter somehow, you know, or some good source and I'll do a prayer and I'll eat it with reverence and I'll know what I'm eating. Um, I was raised in Alaska actually on gay meat. My dad was a hunter and a pilot. Um, but it's just, it, for me, I am, uh, I just had a blood panel done. Um, and it's like, I'm just a great plant-based person. Um, I am in the last six months, I've been um, adding in three boiled, uh, soft boiled eggs one time a month. And I'm experimenting with how that, how my energy is regulated. Um, and it's more intuition than any, anything anybody told me. Um, but anyway, the, the idea is, is, you know, if you look at the culture over time, there are fads and then they create this truth in the culture. And then in 20 years, the truth gets dispelled or maybe five years or maybe 10 years. And then it's like, oh, that wasn't like that at all. I mean, now the subject is cholesterol. Like 30 years ago, it was like, oh, cholesterol. And now it's like, oh, you know, now cholesterol is not that bad. So my advice and what I've learned from my own is that, you know, we are really in the moment of sovereign embodiment. This is the time for you to choose your own path. And only you can say what is right for you, what is in right alignment. Of course, it's great to, you know, be aware of what's available. But in Tantra, uh, which is an ancient uh, Vedic uh, inner science, uh, the, the student asks the guru, you know, guru, is, are peaches good to eat? And the guru answers, for whom and when? It depends. Where, what stage of life are you in? How old are you? Where do you live? What is your state of your health? What, what is the state of your weight? What, you know, all these things contribute. And so one of the things that I shared a lot when I was doing a lot of food and through my cookbooks is if we become plant-based because we know that eating plants is more helpful and we don't want to participate in the industrialized violence against our lovely animals. Uh, if we bring violence into our kitchen, we have lost the whole point. So everything Shrimu is, my plant-based artisanal collection, it's an option. I don't call it just, I don't even call it vegan. It's universal. It's plant-rich. It's paleo. It's keto. It's gluten-free. It's dairy it's for everyone. Everyone, we need to connect rather than separate through through these times. Oh, 100%. We're living through one of the biggest psyops of our entire humanism of humanity being alive, right? Especially just because things are blasted all the time in record speed, right? And you hit the nail on the head to divide us. So I love that. It's not a matter of being in one camp or another camp. Then you have discussions about, you know, whose camp is right. Personalized living, right? It's understanding your epigenetics. It's understanding your lineage. It's understanding your body, mind, spirit, energy practices, where you are in your life This in this cycle. 
and all of those things. So this is why I love to um, surround myself with women like yourself. Um, to be totally honest with you, most of my clients are aged ages, you know, 50 to, to 85. And a lot of the listeners are around that age group as well. That's who most resonates with this message. So if you're younger, it's fantastic that you're listening to this kind of information at a younger age, because it's just going to give you an advantage instead of for yourself, very likely, Julie, you had someone who was, you know, more mature and wiser than you that bestowed some of this info at a younger age and or you were able to integrate it younger um, at a younger time, which is which is also such a gift. So I'd love to jump to creativity. I absolutely see my most high vibe, beautiful, radiant clients over the years all having some type of practice to support their mind and their energy and their creativity. So in your opinion, what role does creativity through music, art, food, family, prayer, movement play in your world? Yeah. So creativity is, a uh, is the permeates every aspect of my life. Every single part of my life is a creative expression. Um, and if, if I'm given anything, I'm going to turn it into a piece of art. <laughs> so, um, I don't, do you follow human design? Manifesting generator right here. Manifesting generator. Okay. So I'm a generator, but my profile is I, is I'm the great life ex experimenter. So, um, so for me, creativity is a connection to, uh, this divine aspect. Um, I had a Swami, uh, once tell me, um, Julie, you are so merged with divine mother that some people find you a little overly creative. Um, and I thought that was such a sweet and funny way for him to describe, uh, all the things that I do in my life. And I'm sure that there are many, many, uh, goddess women that are listening to this podcast. You know, we are Lakshmi. We, we do, you know, 29 things at one time, you know, and, uh, it's such a really, uh, 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 yeah, there she is. She has Lakshmi in her studio, but it's such a, such a beautiful, um, prolific, you know, giver of life, the way that the feminine is situated in the play of the existential, you know, uh, I'd say life on earth. And what's happened is, is that, uh, the feminine was eradicated out of the spiritual history of this planet thousands of years ago. And so this is the time that we're reclaiming this and bringing this back into our, our life and our world. And so many of us uh, have known this, but we've, uh, we were burned at the stake, we were annihilated, we were suppressed, we were silenced. And so this is, you know, what is really behind me too, is <clears throat> this very uh, large agenda that has been going on for eons of time. Um, so creativity uh, for me is a trinity. It's, it's, uh, it's in a trinity with sexuality and spirituality. So it's all the same form. Uh, creativity is the language of your soul speaking through you. And it also is, um, is connected to the, the sexual energy, the sexual force. 
so I just, I wouldn't be alive without creativity. Um, and that is why I, I use so many different mediums from sculpting, painting, I'm recording a record this year. Um, so I'm, I, I sing, I create food, I build houses, I did interior design, I was a fashion designer, I wrote scripts, I'm writing books, I write poetry now. Um, and also within raising all of my children, each one of them was a different creative uh, movement. Uh, my marriage to my husband was a creative mission of, of love and support and transformation. So I think I am, uh, I'm a spiritual alchemist. I don't waste anything. And every single opportunity of life is an opportunity to create something something beautiful, um, something meaningful, and something that evokes deep emotion uh, in myself first, and then in, you know, hopefully some who come up, up upon it. Beautiful. And the, for any of you tuning in who aren't familiar with Julie's beautiful food offerings, they're almost like what you would consider an artisanal cheese that's dairy free. Mm -hmm. That are so beautiful. So for someone like myself, I love cheese. It just it just doesn't make me feel good, and it makes my skin break out. So if there's a cleaner option available that is just packed with gorgeous, beautiful nutrients and isn't you know a quote unquote vegan option that's super unhealthy because there's a lot of that nonsense, and then you know this is something to integrate and place on the table and have that be part of your beautiful creative, uh, you know, expression with you and your family for nourishment. I love this. So you're starting to mention a couple of things here, being a bit of a Renaissance woman, being able to do this and do that and, you know, master this and play around with that. That's really good for your brain, Julie, um, for neuroplasticity. I'm sure you know that. Uh, it's also a key part of radiance, the, the creativity aspect, 100%, not being kept in a box People that actually will put that projection onto others, like, oh, you know, they're a little too creative. They're a little too eclectic or eccentric. This can actually be a personality, um, just like difference. So I, I love to study communication and, and personalities for the highest relationships in, you know, personal and professional engagements. So it's actually KWML, uh, King, Warrior, Lover, Magician. So I'm a magician. And so what that means is, you know, I have lots of fun doing all sorts of things and I always make stuff happen and, and a lot of other really great qualities as well. And when people are creative and eccentric, maybe it's just another personality type that just doesn't understand. And then they'll put uh, some type of judgment on it, which, you know, at the, same, at the end of the day is like societal programming. However, how do you have the energy to do so many things? Yeah, I get this question a lot. And I'm not saying that uh, there are moments where my uh, prolific creativity uh, frustrates me because, uh, well, and I'm sure a lot of women listening to this, you know, we're the ones that give birth to the babies and someone has to take care of the babies and the babies are, literally 24 seven. So I wasn't in relationships, you know, I know some of the new relationships. Now you have dads that are, you know, on shift getting up in the middle of the night. That was not my experience. 
So it's a lot of output, really well worth it. And one of the greatest blessings of my life, but I was speaking to a girlfriend of mine, um, Carol Seckinger, who is an amazing priestess. She's, she makes these like alchemical knife blades, uh, just such a beautiful life form. And she also has kids about the same age as mine. Um, and you know, in their late twenties and, um, you know, we were talking about how, you know, because we're entrepreneurs and because we're so prolific creatively, you know, we feel the constriction of that, you know, and then our partners and our husbands are, you know, really expressed in like, you know, doing super, super, you know, large things and being very recognized publicly. And we have this frustration and we were talking about, you know, what is the source of that frustration? And I think, we came to that we know that our role here is so important in this lifetime. And I'm sure many of the women listening to this, you guys know, it's like, if you feel it so deeply, like keep feeding it, keep running towards it. It's not small. It's not selfish. It's not, you know, cause you look around and you're like, well, isn't it enough that I do all the things that I do, but actually I am not realized yet. I have not done the thing that I came here to do. And if you look at me on paper, you would look at all the stuff that I've done and think that I must just be, you know, complete. I'm so far from it. So um, I just think that, you know, uh, the the creativity of the feminine is is something that is, uh, it's what makes the world beautiful. It, it's it's the hope of the world. And you know, this is the time that we're we're being guided to come out to step into positions of leadership, um, to really, really have courage and just stand up, even though the world that we live in is always looking at the masculine. I mean, still today, it's just everywhere you go, you know, all the celebrity, everything are all men. It's, it's a lot, not all, but most. So this is the time that, that we're shifting that, that we're changing that. And, um, and the way that I do everything is, um, you know, I teach this multidimensional perspective. So I used to say, and, and others say, um, you know, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Uh, but uh, now, and for many years, I've been in the awareness that we are multidimensional beings having a simultaneous experience. And so within that, I look at this sphere of creativity. It's like a living sphere. It's moving. So how I get so many things done is I simply uh, pivot. I allow the energy to shift my focus to the thing in the sphere that is requiring my attention. So if I, if I did one, two, three, four, I would you know, not be able to manage it. But because I'm facile in this movement, and also the other thing, remember, like I've been playing sitar for, well, I could say I've been playing sitar for five years, but when I launched Srimu, I, I stopped playing sitar because I just didn't have the time. Um, but in the last, let's say maybe, I don't know, six months, when I get up in the morning and I'm boiling the water for my tea ceremony, I sit down and play the sitar just while my teapot is boiling. And I'm actually gaining great proficiency on that instrument. And because in your mind, you think, oh, I need, you know, I need two hours. I need four hours, whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, like we don't. 
you can drop in for a second and get, a, you know, get progress going. And one of the reasons why I love that your podcast is only, you know, about 30 minutes, um, you know, a lot of times in for the life of me, I might focus on a 20 minute exchange because, and sometimes minor techniques and um, just because uh, I don't think as women, we don't need a two hour deep dive. Like we can get it quicker, much quicker. We can go to the heart of it, sort of feel it out. Um, and, uh, and so uh, that's how I do it by, by recognizing my multidimensionality. And also I think another thing to mention too, is understanding, even though I just said, you know, that we all have this great drive to express something is that when you express a creative expression and you've done it with all your heart and, and all your attention, it's already a blessing to creation before anyone even sees it. It's not who saw it. It's how did you create that? How did you craft that? And, and were you able to keep a divine witness attention? You know, did you come into it with this beautiful grace and devotion and presence that is, that is something it, it does mean something. Yeah. The intention, right. The whole intention of the show we did a, we did a little prayer before we started recording mm -hmm. is that this information lands on the right ears at the right time and the right way to help support radiance, body, mind, spirit, energy practices to increase consciousness and radiance and humanity which i you know heard you say life form which is really cool I, I get you i see you and yes of course not just in the 3d you know healthy skincare products i can talk about that all day long right that's that's the easy stuff that's the one-on-one -on -one stuff that i offer what products to use what rejuvenation options but this stuff that you talk about and you really beautifully embody julie the radiance you can't pay anyone to do for you this is where the devotion, this is where the practices comes come in. This is where the community Because at the end of the day for rejuvenation in, in my world is the why. And it's to build confidence to then build our community. And radiance is a layer to that. It's the energy so that we can be recognized by others like us. And then sometimes, you know, when, you know, the world stuff pops up, you got to stealth a little bit. And sometimes it's okay to, you know, stealth it out for a time being and not rah, rah, rah and fight and protect your energy, but do it in your own way. And uh, keep that beautiful masculine and feminine balance. And the feminine can really relax when we are in the presence of that divine masculine to hold the space for us. And then we can create and be radiant in that, you know, really beautiful way, especially sexually. That stuff's been hugely distorted on so many different levels, but there's a lot of power and creativity in that too, that you, that you touched on. So there's so many lovely things that I'd love to continue to chat with, with you. And yes, the intention of the show, shorter con pieces of content, higher value with the time spent because, you know, we all have important things to do, and, you know, this 3d dimension, and then the other dimensions too. I mean, let's be real. Lots of people tuning in or into that too. So how can people work with you, Julie? Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram at Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I. And, um, I have my, uh, plant-based universal artisanal cheese offering, which is called Shrimu. It's S-R-I-M-U.com. Um, and it is a subscription offering. So we ship it to your home. Um, it comes with a question, um, which ignites conversation. So it really is 
about community and Shrimu is about building community at the core. Um, my personal website is juliepyatt.com. You can just keep in touch with me. And I am doing two pilgrimages to Egypt this year. Um, one is sold out. There's a waiting list. Uh, but if you have an interest, go on the website and apply through because things shift, you know, they shift and move. And if it's your divine appointment, uh, then your space will be waiting for you. But um, going to Egypt has been one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life. And this trip is uh, by far uh, one of the biggest life-changing events that, that I experienced. So I'm really, really blessed to host it for others. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show, Julie. Everyone, you can learn more about Julie and her work and offering in the description of this episode. And be sure to reach out directly if you have a question for us. Our contact details are below. And if you have any questions about skin, rejuvenation, obviously I'm your person for that and your your water tiger class and your offerings just sound really beautiful and it's been an absolute pleasure to be in this devotional time with you and share some beautiful thoughts and and all that and I trust you have a beautiful high vibe radiant day as well as everyone that's tuned into this episode and we will see you all again right here Thank you, Julie, for joining us. Oh, blessings. Thank you.